Welcome to the Law of Love podcast, where we discuss spirituality, personal development, energetics, and so much more. My name is Andrea Alejandre, and I'm here to amplify love and assist you in your self-healing journey. I'm glad our souls meet again. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Law of Love. As always, this is your girl, Andrea. I am so humbled that you guys tune in to this podcast. I love each and every one of you. Every time I think I'm like good or I know what I'm doing, the universe is like reminds me. She's like, bitch, sit down, sit down. So I'm just honored and humbled to have you here and to have you guys as this community grows and recognizing that It's jam-packed with amazing souls, amazing humans, and I love connecting with each and every one of you, so let's keep it up. If you know someone that would love this podcast, please share it with them. Also, leave me a review. I read every single one of those, and they mean the world to me. Also, as a podcaster, they really, really help, so if you do not mind and you enjoy the podcast, leave me a review. They're always so fun to read. So today, I wanted to talk about outgrowing relationships. I feel like this has been a common theme in my life and a common theme in the lives of some of the people that I have been talking to or encountering recently. And sometimes it gets hard to recognize when a relationship is ready for us to move on when either we have outgrown the relationship or it's just time. It's just time. And this is primarily around friendships and community, uh, but it could be partnership as well. It could also be your job. It could be a certain relationship you have with alcohol, social media, exercise, literally whatever. So it it applies to everything. But relationships in particular have been one of the things that I have been processing and working through. And as I call in my tribe, as I am surrounded by such amazing humans and beautiful lightworkers and soul healers and just amazing people, I recognize that I have been holding on to relationships that have been ready to be released a while ago. And it's actually taking up space from me being able to be present and show up with the people that I am currently calling into my life that bring more of what I want into this reality for me. Now, that's not to say that I'm just like, drop anyone and everything that's not serving you, um, that, that's kind of cold, <laughs> but in a loving and compassionate way, understanding that if a relationship isn't serving you any longer and if it doesn't feel good in your body, if you're dreading talking to this person or doing this event or going to this thing, you're probably not serving it either. It's a two-way street energetically and people pick up on that. Things pick up on that. And so recognizing that when we get the download of, huh, this no longer feels aligned for me anymore. It's not always necessarily about you. It's always, you know, about what's best for everyone in general. But I will say, when you focus on what's aligned for you, 
it works out the best case scenario for everyone else. Even if it doesn't seem that way immediately or in the moment, it always does. And so when it comes to outgrowing relationships, I had to sit down with this and really process what it was I was going through because I just had a hard time like understanding like, but this person's been in my life for this many years or I've had this type of relationship with them. And I also had a lot of fear, just being completely honest, calling out my shadow. I had so much fear around if I let this relationship go, will I be able to find another person in my life that will support me in whatever this person was giving me. And so whether that be friendship or attention, affection, or even sometimes trauma bonding, I'm just going to say it. I have friends that I was friends with them because we had similar traumas. Once I started to work through my issues and heal these parts of myself, we no longer had that in common. And so it was actually unhealthy for me to continue in those relationships when they hadn't moved on or they hadn't been able to heal that or process that or maybe didn't want to. And that's okay. That's their path. But my path, it was unhealthy for me to continue to sit in that trauma bonding. And if you guys don't know what trauma bonding is, um, it's when you find someone or someone finds you or, or anyone finds, you know, a partner that has a similar trauma. So let's say, for example, your sibling. Siblings are really good trauma bonds. So if you have a sibling and you guys encountered a lot of trauma together, you guys can get together and talk about that trauma and like process it and go through it. And having that person who went through the same thing or something similar to talk to can sometimes be so good for you, but not always. Not always. And so I had a lot of trauma around alcoholism, around mother wounds, around friendship, around rape, around school, around being an immigrant. And once I started clearing and protecting myself from energies that I didn't want and rewiring all of these programs that I had, sitting in a place of trauma didn't serve me anymore. Working through it, absolutely. I talked to therapists, I talked to shamans, I did my own self-healing. I worked through it a lot. And so it was no longer a line for me to sit in this place of martyrdom where I had kept myself. And it continued. <laughs> so that was like a huge wave of like, I lost a bunch of friends, a bunch of people that I was really close to. And then I've, I've been losing more and more. And it seems scary like, when you start to awaken and when you start to get to a point where you're like, huh, I see things differently, I feel differently, I want to experience life in a different way, filled with peace and joy and fulfillment, not ignoring that there's shit, of course there's stuff, of course, right? But looking at it through different glasses, looking through different perspectives and finding that silver lining that's where the magic is. And when you get there, sometimes it feels lonely. It feels like no one really gets you. Like you seem kind of crazy or like overly optimistic. That's been something I've been called recently, actually, several times. Oh, you're overly optimistic. And I'm like, yeah. And I, I hate to say this, but I kind of want people in my life who are also going to be overly optimistic, who are going to 
go through tribulations, go through these hard times and not dwell in them, but understand that a shamanic death is so fucking beautiful because on the other side, you get to go as high as you were willing to go low. On the pendulum of life, when you sway one way, you have to sway back the other. And so understanding that the good times are coming, the healing is coming, and healing is never linear. So not focusing on, I'm broken and I need to be healed, but how can we focus on expansion, growth, and community, and love, and bringing more light into this world? Forgive me if I'm fucking crazy, but that's what I want in my tribe. And so realizing that I was actually still surrounded by a lot of people that made me feel bad. They made me feel guilty for being overly optimistic, for being happy, for looking at the silver lining of things. And so I had to either tone it down when I was speaking to them or when I was with them, or I had to pretend to be something I wasn't. And that was out of alignment for me and is still out of alignment for me. And so recognizing that In order for me to be my most authentic self, sometimes I do have to shed those layers. And sometimes those layers look like people. People I really love, genuinely, but are no longer serving me. And I am no longer serving them. It doesn't work for me to pretend to be something I'm not for them. That's not how this works. And it's doing a dishonor and a disservice to them because if I'm pretending to be something I'm not to still be in their life, to still want them to love me, first of all, it's a lie, right? Like they're not actually loving me now. They're loving the version of me that they once knew. But then also it's not leaving space for them to process whatever they need to process. Maybe by me releasing this trauma bond, they will be able to process it through themselves and work through their trauma on their own. Maybe that that's the phase of their life that they're in. So one of the things that I've been focusing on and anchoring down on is my authenticity. What does it look like for me? What do I want my life to feel like? What are my friends? What do I want to feel when I'm with friends? And also, how does it feel in my body? So like, how do I know that I've outgrown a friendship or a relationship has so much more to do with how it feels in my body than what makes sense in my brain. I received a call the other day from one of the one of the people and one of the humans in my in my life in my circle that I have been considering having a candid discussion about just where our friendship is and our relationship and if it's still if it's still healthy or if we can adjust. And I got a call from this person and my heart dropped and I started to get anxious and I felt like I had to answer. That says a lot. That says a lot because our body is so intuitive. It's so tapped in. It's literally the most spiritual thing about us right now in this human embodiment. We are literally coming from the four elements. We are earth. And to have my body respond in a way of like actual trauma, it was a huge eye-opener. And so I had to sit with that and journal and process and scream it out and be angry and mourn not just the relationship that I was losing, but also the version of me who was in that relationship before. Fucking proud of her, man. She got us here. But also, 
that's not me anymore and that's okay like that's okay and I get to be sad about her because she was cool and she was awesome and she made me feel safe but this expansive version of me the version of me that's growing and learning and wanting to see the world through rose-colored glasses she listens to her body and she doesn't want to be anxious anymore She doesn't want to have a conversation about how miserable and horrible your life is every conversation we have. I want to be supportive. I want to be the friend that you can rely on, but I also don't want you to rely on me so heavily that I lose my sense of self. That's fair. That's fair to ask. My husband, who is extremely wise and extremely... (laughs) connected and tapped in to source even though he doesn't necessarily call himself spiritual he told me one day he goes babe not everyone can be your drummer I was like what the fuck are you talking about he's like not everyone can be your drummer sometimes you're looking for a lead singer and you're expecting your drummer to fill in it's not gonna work and I was like dude that's wise (laughs) that's so wise but he reminds me when I have a relationship with someone he goes babe this is your I want to have a deep, intimate conversation, friend. This isn't your let's hang out in large group friends. Or maybe this is the friend that you open up about, about spirituality, and not the friend that you talk about with regards to other things. Like, that's okay. But back to my body. So, tuning in and tapping into what energy needed to move, when I received this call, I noticed that I had a lot of pit feeling, a lot of like, not armpits, like gut feelings, like bottom of my gut just contracted. And your sacral, your root, is all about safety. It's about expansion. It's about connectedness. It's about grounding yourself into earth. And so I was feeling really ungrounded only by the sight of this person calling me. So I had to reground myself. I had to find what it is that would be compassionate for me and for this human. Also, my soul was calling for space. And so combining this feeling and this emotion that was running and energetically like moving through my body and combining that with my soul that's literally been craving for more space. Not just from this person, but from a lot of different people and a lot of different circumstances, a lot of different job opportunities. I mean, it's craving space in general. So maybe it has actually nothing to do with this specific person, but me and what I am moving through and what I am going through in this moment. And then another clear indicator that this relationship had been past its time, that I had outgrown it, was the fact that I felt like I had to answer. Anytime that you feel or think that you have to do something, pay attention. Where is that programming coming from? Because it's not you. We are not meant to have to do anything. So really like sitting with, oh, I have to answer. No, I actually don't. I don't have to and the world's not going to fall apart if I don't. And if I take care of myself in this moment, it's, it's going to be okay. I'm still worthy of being lovable. I'm still worthy of having friends. I am worthy of asking for a soul tribe that literally fits my soul, not one where I have to mold and shape shift into something that I can fit into for other people. 
And so then the question became, how can I meet my needs with love? With so much love, because we always want to be as compassionate and loving and caring as possible. Sometimes that looks like creating a super firm boundary, which I've had to do with several people in my life. My mother and my father, number one, with so much love, I had to sit them down and say, hey, for the sake of my mental health, I cannot talk to you about the other. For the sake of my mental health, I don't want to talk about the benders that you're going on because, hey, I was struggling with alcoholism as well. For the sake of our relationship, I think that we should only talk once a week. And so that way, when we do talk, I'm excited to tell you about my life instead of dreading this conversation that is monotonous and I know that you are just doing because you feel obligated and I am just doing because I feel obligated. And just because I said it lovingly doesn't mean it was received with love, but for me, it felt good because I know that I was doing it from such a good place and I was doing it with the utmost respect for myself as well as for them and for the relationship that I actually wanted with them. With a friend, this could look like, hey, I love you. I don't want to be on the phone with you every single day, or I don't want to constantly be the person that you run to when you break up with your partner, when you have a bad day at work, when you are struggling with something. Can we have conversations that are yes and? Yes, we can talk about this, and also, what's the silver lining? What can we grow together from? What can we show each other? How can I support you instead of just having you dump this energetic vomit on me and then me being left to pick it up. As empaths, I feel like this is something we really struggle with is people in general will naturally come and tell you things. Even strangers, I've had this all the time. I'll be sitting at, you know, some lobby or office or whatever and people will just start telling me their lives and it's up to me to energetically protect myself and say, hey, I'm so sorry that this is happening to you. I am not in the capacity to hold space for you right now. I cannot put myself in a situation where I am absorbing more energy than I know how to process, than I know how to move, than I know how to alchemize. I can alchemize and move my own energy, but sometimes you got to ask yourself, is this my energy to move? Do I get to be sympathetic instead of empathetic? Can I sympathize with this person instead of feeling all of the feelings and having it be difficult for me? Because as much as we are here to help each other, you cannot solve other people's problems. You cannot resolve the world by taking it all on yourself. So maybe you restrict the time that you talk to someone. Maybe you restrict the time that you're on your phone. Maybe the restriction has to do with you. Maybe your relationship with social media or interacting with creating content has gotten to the point where it's no longer feeling good? Where can you put firm boundaries to protect yourself and in turn protect other people? Maybe there's a topic restriction. This is something that I have been learning to swiftly maneuver. And so when a conversation starts and there's gossip, gossip is literally like an energy black hole. Like, you can gossip all day long and it lowers your vibration. It does just horrible things to your energetic state. Gossip is not what's up. People do not gossip. But 
one of the things I've been maneuvering and working around is when I find myself in a place where people are, are gossiping, how can I get out of it with love and compassion and empathy and per- putting those firm boundaries down of like, hey, I love having conversations with you, but if you are going to gossip or talk about other people in a negative way that is not that is not space holding for a situation or an, a, a solution or whatever it could be, and you'll know, you'll know when it's just gossip and you'll know when someone's like, this, this happened and I need to work through this verbally with you and I trust you to do that. You guys are all super intuitive. If you're listening to the podcast, I know for a fact that you can differentiate between gossip and someone needing you to hold space for them. And if you can hold that space, beautiful. Otherwise, letting them know, like, hey, this conversation doesn't feel very constructive. I love talking to you. Could we avoid conversations that feel heavy like this, that don't bring anything good or delicious or enjoyable into our life? Is that okay? And I guarantee you, most of the time, people don't even really recognize that they're doing it. A lot of the times when I have said to people, like, this isn't serving mine or your highest self, do you mind if we change the topic? Can we talk about something else? They're, like, blown away. They're like, oh my gosh, absolutely, like, that was not my intention. I didn't even recognize that I was doing that. And then the energy shifts. Here's the thing, when they come back around, they know that you don't like to talk about this topic because it doesn't do anything for you. And so they stop doing it around you. This is actually really funny. As most of you know, unless you're new here, I used to be a lobbyist in Olympia, Washington. I was going to go to law school. I graduated from Washington State University thinking that I was going to be this big, huge, hotshot, you know, policy and politics chick. And it took a long time for me to remove myself from that space And when I finally did the friends that I still had left over, it took me a long time to also train them in in their relationship with me. And training is not the right word, I don't think. But it took me a long time to be able to get to a point where when I talk to these people, it's no longer about policy and politics. And it was hard. It was hard. These were the people that I was going to school with, that we were making plans with. Like, we were going to do the damn thing. And so all we ever talked about was policy and politics. And when I moved out of that and I recognized it was literally killing my soul, it transitioned to, hey, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And those people that still wanted to be in my life for me remained in my life. I have a few amazing friends that I absolutely adore that are from that version of my life that still love me for me and support me in whatever it is that I'm doing. But I will say most of the quote-unquote friends I've completely lost touch with and that's okay. The vibrational difference made it so that our, our life paths have moved away and it wasn't like painful or hurtful and if I see them I'm angry at them. No, not at all. Thank goodness you're doing amazing. I'm doing amazing too. Hey, that was crazy. We used to do that one thing together. Now we've moved on. And that's okay. Outgrowing relationships can be so beautiful and so unbelievably powerful for your growth. Disconnecting yourself, disconnecting your identity, and recognizing that like you are your own soul, your own evolution process is happening day in and day out. And so you're supposed to change. You are going to change. It's 
kind of impossible to remain the absolute same and still live an amazing, fulfilling life. Like, the whole purpose is that we come to evolve, we come to grow. Sure, there are people in your life that can grow and will grow with, and you guys will remain friends or partners or whatever it is for a lifetime. Does that happen? Absolutely, yes. Is that always the case? No. And that is okay, too. So after I came to this conclusion of, yes, I have, in fact, grown out some friendships and relationships, not just relationships to people, as I've mentioned, relationships to how I interact to other things in my life, because everything is energy and the energy flows everywhere all the time. So it's always relevant to more than just people and humans. But I had to process the guilt, the shame, and the pain. Because once I came to this conclusion of, yes, it is time that I start to distance my energy from this situation, back to that empath thing, I felt so much shame. Like, what if I'm the one that's supposed to help them? What if I'm the one that's supposed to, like, bring the light? What if I'm here for a purpose? And it's like, okay, first of all, Andrea, get the fuck off of your high horse. You are here to make yourself better. You are here to expand and grow yourself. Outside of you, there is no one else that is your responsibility. As an example, we all know my tumultuous relationship with my mom, so I'll start there. When I set these boundaries down, firm boundaries with my mom, there was so much shame around, you know, you're leaving your family, you don't love us, this is disrespectful, you are ungrateful, All of these things were projections that actually had nothing to do with me. I know that I am so unbelievably grateful to my parents. I know that I love them dearly. I know that I will never lose all of the beautiful moments that I've had with them. I cannot be guilt-shamed into something that I genuinely have no guilt about. So all of this guilt that I was picking up was actually resentment and shame and pain that my mother's been carrying for leaving her mom for 25-something years ago when she migrated into the U.S. And so this was all stuff that she was, like, bubbling up and feeling and then projecting onto me. And it wasn't that I was leaving them forever, much like she left her mom. She hasn't seen her mom in, like, 25 years. Irrelevant. I digress. I was not, like, leaving them forever. I was setting a firm boundary. So she wasn't resenting the fact that I was not going to call her every single day. She was resenting the fact that I respected myself enough and give myself enough power and enough permission to say, this is where I draw the line and I will not let you, even my mother, cross this line. For my mental health, for my spiritual health, I cannot. That was on the external end. The internal end, though, I had moments of like, yeah, I'm empowered. I can do this. And then also like, shit, 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 shit. Like, am I a bad kid? Like, what if something happens to my mom tomorrow and I just, you know, didn't want to talk to her on the phone? What if this happens or that happens? Does that make me a bad person? Am I a bad human? Am I ungrateful? And just questioning all of this stuff. And it all comes back to my body. My body. Where was I feeling all of this guilt? I was feeling it in my heart. My heart felt so heavy. 
So I breathed through it. I allowed myself to feel safe in this space, to feel safe in my power and my capacity to say no. And it didn't just like, oh, I'm going to do a breathwork session and it goes away. No, I had to rage my way through that for a few days before I was okay ignoring my mom's call because I was not in the mental capacity and spiritual capacity to talk to her that day. And that's okay. And that's okay. I feel like that's my like go-to saying in this whole episode. And that's okay. So processing all of that came for me through my body, moving my body and literally moving that energy out. So our solar plexus, our stomach, literally hold all of our emotions. So booty dancing for me, game changer. Game changer to get rid of shame, game changer to really move all of that energy around, and game changer to go to the bathroom. Your girl had been constipated for a long time, and not coincidentally, when I stopped carrying around other people's projections of shame and guilt and pain, I've got perfect bowel movements. TMI, I know. Thank you for loving me. So it's all connected, it's all related, it's all the same, but it's still there, it's still energy. And like I've said a million times before, healing is never linear. And so much like I had to set these firm boundaries with my parents and my mom specifically, the cycle continues. So now I have to set really firm boundaries with the people around me, with the interactions that I'm in, with the situations and environments that I'm in and allowing myself to mourn both that relationship with my mom, which now it kind of like re- like presents itself in different variations to see if I'm still holding my worth, to see if I still am not going to bend and I'm still going to stand in my power. It's not a test that you can fail. It's a test that you learn from. You're not being graded. It's not about how can you get 100% all the time. It's how can you learn this one next part? How can you take this next evolution and make it even better so that you can receive more, so that you can live happier, so that you can be more peaceful? I really had to mourn. The Andrea that talked to her mom every day was so heavily reliant on her opinion. I had to mourn the version of me that no longer requested other people's opinions, but just did what felt aligned. That was all new. I had to mourn the version of myself that wanted to be liked by everyone. The version that always smiled and was always bubbly, regardless of in the inside, I felt like shit. I had to mourn the version of Andrea that would stay in conversation situations and relationships just to not hurt the other person's feelings. Sometimes, sometimes it's inevitable. And it's not that you're doing it with the intention of hurting anyone. It's how can I save myself and in turn show you that you can save yourself too. Well, we're at 33 minutes, so that sounds and feels like an aligned place to stop. I hope that you found some value out of this episode. I hope that my TMI was not too much, but I love you guys and I am so honored and thankful to have you here. I feel so incredibly blessed that I get to share my own personal growth and to know that it helps someone. It really does. I didn't think it did, 
but I've been getting some of the most beautiful messages and you guys are so encouraging and so powerful and so strong and I learn from you tenfold what I can ever teach anyone else. So I love you, I love you, I love you. I hope that you have an amazing day and keep spreading love because why the fuck not? <laughs>